Hello and welcome into the show, Kingdom Conversations, a place where kingdom leaders are having kingdom conversations. I've got an awesome treat for you, our listeners, today. We have Pastor Jamie Tuttle in the house this morning. Pastor Jamie, how you doing, man? Welcome on to the show. Thank you for coming on. Pastor, 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 we're rocking and rolling, brother. I'm excited yeah. to be with you and what God is doing in the earth through men, both young, senior, middle-aged, don't matter where you come from, who your mom and them are. <laughs> we're talking about kingdom, God's yes. men, of course, God's women too. But today we're going to talk about the kingdom of God. I'm excited to be with you come on, on this pastor. thing today, brother. Yes, come on, Pastor Jamie. I appreciate it. For those of you, our listeners who might not know, Pastor Jamie and his fireball wife, the great Judy Jacobs, Pastor Judy, they pastor an incredible church there in Cleveland, Tennessee, Dwelling Place International. They're raising up a generation of leaders. They're two daughters as well, just phenomenal worship leaders as well. They led us in worship at King's Table this year, just phenomenal and incredible man of God, him and his family. And Pastor Jamie has also started, man, a nationwide movement with his men's conference, King's Table. Men are coming in from all over the nation, which we're going to talk a, a lot about that today and talk some more about that um, here in a second. And that's actually where I met uh, Pastor uh, Jamie was there at King's Table this year, King's Table uh, 2023. And, and it was just phenomenal to see 2,000 men in a room just lifting up Jesus, unashamed, I mean, worshiping, praising God, prophesying, <laughs> Holy Ghost filled. I mean, oh, I'm getting excited Woo! thinking of it right now. I can't run a lap because I'm on a microphone and in a chair, but watch out now. I mean, it, it was just powerful. It really, really was. And I know this thing is going to explode even more in the next year. We speak it in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, I believe it. It's going to be a year of growth and expansion. So praise the Lord on that. So so let's get started, man. Um, Pastor Jamie, for those of folks who listening today that might not know you, can you uh, share a little your testimony, share some information about how God got a hold of you and what you were doing? Yeah, man. Well, my, and thank you so much, uh, Bishop. Um, yes, sir. I started out really, really young. Um, raised in a home where we did music evangelism. I was a drummer on stage live at the age of five years old. Wow. Traveling all over the nation with my mom and dad, my family, brothers and sister, doing music evangelism. Um, thing about me is being raised in church, I always thought I was saved. Mm. And, um, and then I had to have my own encounter. That didn't actually come until I was about 12 years old. Mm. Uh, sitting behind a set of drums, Piedmont, South Carolina. My dad gives an altar call. I get up, leave the drums, walk down the steps of the stage, kneel at the, kneel at the front pew. Um, my brother, my older brother, plays the bass, takes his bass off, puts it down, comes down the stage, leads me to Jesus. Wow. Uh, 12 years old. And, you know, come on. Um, that's my testimony in terms of my salvation story. Yeah. I haven't lived the perfect life, but that's where I got started. And yeah. then um, and then my pursuit was primarily music most of my life. Still is, actually, in terms of a lot of things that we do musically. Mm -hmm. I went to Bible college. Uh, you and I went to the same school, actually, uh, Caleb, yeah. and mm -hmm. um, graduated Bible college. Went on to uh, to do my master's in marriage and family counseling and therapy. 
And uh, so then I married Judy Jacobs. I was her, I was a drummer for three years, and then um, and then I we dated, married her. We've been doing ministry together wow. now thirty years, bro. Wow. Thirty years we've been married. Wow, wow. Uh, we've been to sixty plus nations all over the world, um, raising up raising up kingdom kingdom minds, kingdom hearts, and then our yeah. daughters Kaylee and Erica. We birthed them in the ministry. Now, as you know, they travel and do their own thing, leading worship all over the nation, around the world. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, 12 years ago, God spoke to me about planting a church. And so I, that's kind of where we are right now. We're 12 years into the church of dwelling place church, but we still travel all over the world. Right. Um, everywhere from New Zealand to Uganda to just every continent, we still do ministry, man. So God's oh. good. Man, God's good. powerful, powerful testimony, man. 30 years of ministry with Pastor Judy and just getting saved at a young age. I just want to touch on that real quick because, you know, me and you was talking before we jumped on and, you know, I was sharing a little bit of my story and, you know, coming out of that background that I came out of. And, you know, people all the time are like, oh, man, you, you got a powerful testimony and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, man, you know, and guys like me. And, and girls and ladies like me, like our women's director uh, for Miriam House, Tasha, like we talk about these things because we're like, we, we think it's the most powerful testimony to hear somebody who was in the palm and the hand of God their whole life. Not that you were yeah. perfect or know that you never made a mistake, but you serve God your entire life. Yeah. Been, you growed up in the ministry. Uh, we always say right. this. It, it took just as much grace Come on. For God to keep you from all of those things as it did for him to save me from it. And, it, and it's just so powerful, man, when you have a man of God, a woman of God uh, that have just grown up under the anointing, under mm. uh, God uses those individuals in great capacities. Most, uh, you know, I'll just be quite honest, most of the, the kingdom leaders who are making great impacts for the kingdom of God and have longevity in the ministry that's their story. That's their testimony that they mm -hmm. grew up uh, within the uh, anointing in the church, man. Just powerful, man. Powerful. So uh, moving on kind of into our our next question here. You, you and Pastor Judy planted the church 12 years ago, Dwelling Place Church there in uh, Cleveland, Tennessee. You've traveled uh, the world. God has, has used y'all incredibly in, in all of the ministry that you're doing and then God speaks to you about King's Table, man. Man, tell me how King's Table come about. What is going on there? What is God doing through the ministry and the conference of King's Table, brother? Well, well, give me give me just a minute, bro. Yeah, it'll, come it'll on. Take me, time. <laughs> it'll take me a little bit to slice this bread, but yeah, come uh, on, man. Uh, you know, Judy, my wife Judy, has traveled even before we were married. She was doing ministry um, in the Church of God denomination, um, everything from women's ministry to at one time she was the international singles director traveling all over the world as a single preacher. And and um, so whenever I'm married in, I'm married into an established ministry. And mm -hmm. um, and really, I didn't I didn't marry in to be a preacher. I married in to be a businessman. Yeah. And manage, manage and administrate, be, uh, be the production director, pick songs for Judy Jacobs and all of those types of things. Okay. So <clears throat> that's kind of the, that's kind of where I came in with a music mind mm -hmm. 
Okay. Um, yeah. And so, so with that being the thing, all I had ever known with her was women's ministry. Okay. Yeah. Every women's yeah. conference from, from the small to the great. Okay. The Bishop yeah. Jake's uh, woman, thou art loosed. And, uh, er, uh, the Paula White conferences, the Juanita Bynum conferences, and everything yeah. was a everything was a women's conference. Okay, so <laughs> uh, and I was everything from the wife of the preacher to the catching usher, depending on what they needed. You know, what I'm yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I saw a lot of ministry to women, but I wasn't seeing a lot of ministry to men. That mm-hmm. and there were great conferences back in the day you got promise keepers you got different and those are great movements don't get me wrong i I mean there are many many testimonies from those days but as our ministry progressed forward god really uh tendered my heart so to speak for men Mm -hmm. where because you know you can see the demonstration of the holy ghost in a women's conference especially if you got Judy Jacobs, Paula White, Darlene Bishop, Karen Wheaton, and all <laughs> yeah. of them on the, on the same conference schedule. Right. Um, or wanting to bind them back in the day, just different ones. Okay. And then, but as a man in a room full of women, you start going, okay, what about their husbands? Mm-hmm. What about, what about their sons? Where, Cause they'd bring their daughters and, and we still do this. Okay. Judy still does all of these conferences, but yeah, God started preparing me for vision mm. for the man of the house mm. that uh, a day would come and it didn't happen right away because it's almost like, wait a minute, God, I'm not, I'm, I'm good, man. I, I'm good right where I'm at. I'm comfortable. Mm. You know, I, I'm okay behind the scenes. I'm okay being management. I'm, I'm okay being executive. Uh, and, and it's like, and then different prophets would come along. Different men of God would come along and say, uh, God knows where you are, but don't get settled. There'll be a time where, where God's going to push you forward wow. to the edge of the stage instead of behind the stage. Wow. And um, funny thing about it, uh, Caleb is, uh, what, do I call you pastor, prophet, bishop? <laughs> What, man, what I, I ain't you? worried about no title, man. I ain't worried about no title, man. <laughs> I, I respect anybody, man. I, yeah. I, I want to make sure I don't disrespect who you are. No, um, you're good, man. But um, God started dealing with me about that Gideon heart of a man. Mm. And, um, and, and just saying, okay, you you've prepared for ministry because I, mm. I did biblical studies and theology in college. Yeah. You know, you come out with a degree and you think you all that in a bag of chips and a Dr. Pepper, but really you come out and you're, you ain't got, you ain't ready for the real world. You, you got yeah. a piece of paper, but the reality of it is, is if they turn you loose in the jungle and you tell everybody in the jungle of sin, I got a piece yeah. of paper that tells me I'm equipped and they go, okay, well, let's see if you can handle this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you man. know that, you know That's that, true. bro, That's you it. know that, That's you know, and, and, uh, you know, you, you learn enough in four years of Bible college just to be dangerous. That's it. And so, That's it. so, um, it was almost like, okay, I've got, you got all kinds of word knowledge. You got all of this. You got, you got stuff you can hang on the wall, but I'm going to raise you up to do something in the kingdom Come on. that, that will transpire because of obedience and because mm-hmm. of submission 
And uh, so um, I probably sat on that for about five years before wow. I ever, I ever stepped into it. And then uh, anything in ministry, whether it's trying to determine the name of a church or the name of a conference or the name of a, uh, back in the day, the name of a Judy Jacobs uh, recording project. I have to go to the altar, man. I have to hear yeah. what the Lord says, what this season is going to be. Mm -hmm. And so five years, I, I, I'm praying into, okay, God, if I start a men's conference, what, what's that going to look like? What do we call it? What, what do we, and in counseling, which I still do a lot of, I had, I discovered over literally 15 to 20 years, men did not know who they were in the home. They didn't understand the role of the marriage or the man in the marriage. They didn't understand the role of the, the father to the children. They didn't understand the role of who he is in the community. Yeah. And, um, you know, three, uh, two thirds of the church is made up of women. Mm. Well, that's a strong representation in the church well, that lets you know that leadership spiritually most of the time is coming from a woman. Wow. If two thirds of the church is made up of women, right? Men, men almost go. You know what, sweetie, you handle it, and yeah. I'll go. I'll go win the bread, and you lead them in prayer, get them in the closet, get them to Wednesday night church. Right. Mm. You know, I'll show up and clean up on Sunday morning. I'll give my five dollar offering, and that's that's really what I found to be true across the yeah. board. And that men didn't understand that they were called to be prophets and priests and kings and carry, yeah. carry the anointings of Christ. Right, right. So that's kind of how I birthed King's Table. It's almost like I've got this mandate on my life to bring men to a place of gathering where it's not teaching them how to put on a new set of Michelins mm. or change your oil or how to plant a garden or how to tie a bow tie. But no, it's to teach them how to be prophet, priest, and king in this day and hour of the kingdom to be God's wow. man in the earth where everybody else is following you and your leadership. That's really what King's Table is all about. And it is a on purpose, a Pentecostal conference. It is a yeah. Holy Ghost atmosphere, not because Come of on. me, but because men are hungry in their own yeah. lives for a move of God. And somebody yeah. needs to host it for them. So I said, yes, the yeah. King's Table. So that's how that King's came table. about. We've only had four meetings, man. We've only had four meetings in five years. We took COVID off. But in four meetings, we've gone from 120 men to this past time, 1,800 men in the room. Wow. Come on, man. Well, how, how powerful, powerful, and how fitting to a King's Table, man, a, a feast um of hungry men coming in and pulling and tugging on the heart of god and the anointing man i Come you know on. i'm speaking from experience and being in the room this year you know it's funny because i it, it's funny I, i'm going here and thank you holy spirit but you know <laughs> i had i when i went through teen challenge i um my induction center was smaller a smaller place like mine you know 12 to 15 guys, but the second phase of the program, I went to Pennsylvania and there was 250 guys on this huge compound facility in the middle of nowhere, Rearsburg, Pennsylvania. Mm. But when we would get together for chapel, man, it was so powerful Ooh. to hear 200 because you go to church all the time. You, you, you hear the mix of voices with men and women, but 
I was there and I heard the vo the voices of 250 and I'd never heard anything like it. It freaked me I'm out on, the first man. time. I was like, what? This is one of the, this is the most powerful thing I've ever been a part of so far. This was back in 2015. And then uh, there was a, a, uh, uh, a duplication of that at King's table on a way another level with 1800 men. Yeah. compared to the 250 and man there ain't nothing like it there's not a sound that's like it it was almost like a war cry in the room and contending for the presence and the power of god yeah. i love i love what you're saying that what you said there too of a on purpose intentional pentecostal meeting like man if we don't have the power of god as men of yeah. god You'll never overcome anything. And we it's going to take men, which we're getting to this, but it's going to take men to shift this thing around in our country. Yeah. And yeah. without the power of God on your life, we have men who cower back. That's why we're at where we're at, because men have stepped up, yeah. uh, which takes me into kind of this other question to build off of this. You know, Pastor Jamie, why is it that we need to invest in men? Why do we need to raise men up? Why do we need to teach men to be men of God, that prophet, priest, and king. What, why is that so important that we need to pour in this into a generation? Well, I, I think you have to look at a couple of things. Uh, number one, here's the way that the Lord has shown this to me, is there's two things you follow in life. You either chase flowers or you chase fire. Come on. And what I mean by flowers, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not talking about prissy men or sissy men, or I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about frivolous things where we, mm -hmm. we, we chase shiny. We chase, yeah. we, we chase flesh. We, we chase, uh, we tra uh, chase personal agenda, whether that's money, whether that's women for single men or, you know, dysfunction, whatever the case might be, you're either chasing the flowers Mm. Or you're chasing you're chasing the flowers of culture, or you're chasing the fire of God. Come on, and and everybody wants the 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 fruit of culture in terms of what business can give us, what accomplishment can give us, what what uh, achievement can give us. But if 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 it's not branded by fire, mm. then it has a termination to it. It it, it mm. has a place where that type of fulfillment will come to an end because it doesn't burn in the fire of God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If we chase God first, if we chase fire first, if we learn to pray down fire first, it's, it's actually, it's actually Matthew chapter six and verse 33. It's seek ye first the kingdom of God yeah. and all of his righteousness. And then everything else yeah. is added to us. Okay. It's, right. It's it's almost like we have to have this paradigm shift where we go, wait a minute, God's got to be first in my life, first as yeah. a man. He's got to be first in my home. He's got to be first in my marriage. He's got to be first yeah. in my children. He's got to be first in my career. And if I if I park him first at priority, then everything else, what what would be considered frivolous flowers or whatever the case might be, or shiny things, God wants us to have the shiny, man. Sure. God ain't got no problem having shiny. Yeah. He has a problem with what's priority. Yeah. Okay. So yes. that's where I start the, the first, the first response to the question. Secondly, from a percentage perspective, 72 to 75% 
72 to 75% of our nation's problems. Okay. Talk about every problem, Hmm. whatever that is, drugs, alcohol, promiscuity, trafficking, murder, you name it, whatever the, the, the primary, all of those problems that we would call issues. 72 to 75% is the, is completely connected to the absentee of the dad. He's not in the home. Absolutely. The absentee of the father in the home, the mother, the mom is left to carry roles that she wasn't built by God to carry. Okay. She wasn't, she's not equipped emotionally Mm -hmm. to be a father. She's not equipped emotionally to be a dad. Mm -hmm. She can be compassionate. She can, she can pray peace. She can bring peace. She can put on a bandaid. She can kiss a hand. She can kiss a cheek. Yeah. But she's actually not supposed to be the butt kicker. Yeah. She's not supposed to be, and some would dis, would disagree with me in this, but she's not actually supposed to be the major disciplinarian in the home. Right. It's right. supposed to come to, it's supposed to come from a position of, of manly authority. And I'm not talking about abuse. I'm not talking about, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, establishing authority and boundaries in a home that only a father is called to be that person. Now there's a balance in that home. I hope you're okay with me going this route. Come on, man. Yes. There, there is a balance in the home. The dad, the husband is called and expected and equipped. He's equipped at conception. He's equipped at conception to be ultimately to become prophet, priest, and king. Prophet, yes. priest, and king. Okay, let me break that down very quickly. Very quick. Yeah, yeah. Prophet is simply a man that goes before God. It's Moses. You go yes. up a hill. You go up a mountain for the voice of God. You go to a burning bush. Take your shoes off and recognize the holiness of God. Yeah. And you listen to the Lord that says, here's the instruction. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to say. And then that man of God, that man, that husband, that father comes off of that mountain and says, honey bun, little children, this is what God says. I've been before the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost talking right now. Come on, man. Come on. I've heard from the Lord. And this is the instruction to the house. This is what yeah. he's spoken. This is the, this is the, this is the direction he's given me. I've been before the Lord. Yes. That's the prophet. You get a word and you instill a word. You bring a word. You deliver a word. You can't deliver anything until you've been somewhere to get it. Come on, man. Come on. (laughs) Okay. That's right. UPS truck can't come to your house until the UPS has been to distribution and pick up the packages. You can't deliver anything unless you have been somewhere to pick it up first. So good, man. That's so the prophet. Good. Secondly, it's the priest. If I use the term priest or priestly with most people, they think the Catholic church. Right. Or they think the Episcopalian priest, or they think this and that and this and that. Priest is simply a biblical word that means shepherd or covering. It has mm-hmm. to do with protection. It has to do with oversight. It it it's it's compassion, it's caring, it's correction, mm-hmm. it's all right. of these things in the priestly anointing. Yeah, it is. It is a, a, a pastoral role that says you're in my care and you ain't got to worry about anything. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's being familiar. Uh, 
the sheep know his voice and another they will not heed to. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. It's a relationship between the kids and the dad that I don't have to worry about going to bed tonight as a little right. girl or a little boy mm-hmm. because my daddy is here. My That's daddy's right. in control. My That's my right. priest is in the house. My pastor's so in the house. So good, Pastor. That's I'm trying to hurry, bro. Come on, no, come uh, on, man. That's the prophet. He's teaching us, man. That's the that's the priestly anointing. It's 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 caring for those that God has put you over. Yeah. All right. And then third, third anointing on the man. Third role of the man is the king anointing. Mm-hmm. And I always like to ask this question: If I'm doing marriage counseling and and, and people are jacked up in their marriage and they, they can't figure it out what to do and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I always say, hey, man, what, what's your role in the house as the king? Who's the greatest in the jungle? Mm. Well, everybody knows who's the greatest in the, who's the king of the jungle. It ain't Tarzan. It's the lion. The lion is the king of the jungle. So what does yeah. that mean? Well, if you think the lion, the lion has the domain of the jungle. Yeah. Everything in the jungle belongs to the lion. He can eat it. He can kill it. He can protect it. If anything comes from outside the jungle, then he is protector of everything even that he would eat tomorrow. Right, right, right. Okay? And that's one of the anointings of the man in the home. He is the king of his domain. Yeah, that's not to mean he's dominating. It doesn't yeah. mean he's he he he's ruler with his thumb on everybody's head. Right. Right. No, that means that he's protecting the door that says you can't come in here and get my refrigerator, bro. Yeah. You can't take you can't take my children's bicycles. You can't. You come can't, on. Come no, no, on. No, th- this is my domain. This is where I have been placed as the king. This is my king. And I always tell people, you a tribe in a jungle. You're a yes. tribe in a jungle. You're yeah. I, I'm in the Tuttle tribe. I'm the king of the Tuttle Tuttle tribe. I'm the priest of the Tuttle tribe. Yeah. I'm the yeah. prophet of the Tuttle tribe. Now, somebody will say, "Well, where's your wife fit in all that?" Well, she can't be the prophet. Now, she may get a word. Yeah, yeah. She can't be the pastor. Right. In in the family unit. That's why the right, enemy right. is attacking our culture right now in the unit of the family to disturb and confuse children. Yep. But the family biblical model of marriage is what I'm describing. Where she steps in in her role is she is a person of the Holy Spirit. Now that's gonna jack up some theology. <laughs> but, but, but but the word Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God is the Greek word paraclete. It's mm. paraclete. It simply means to come alongside of. Mm. Okay. Mm. Here's the here's the husband and the father. Here's the prophet, priest, and king. And then here comes the wife in the house. The the wife, the queen of the house. Here comes the mother of the children, and she comes alongside that husband as the paraclete wow. Wow. to hold him up when he falls down. There ain't nobody that can pick up the husband. Yep except the gift of the Holy ghost and the wife. Yes. That's so good. Okay. He can go to the gym. He can hang out with the fellas and do bench presses and leg presses. <laughs> he can go and do that. He can go play softball. He can do all that with the fellas. But if yeah. he's had a bad day, there is not one fella anointed to pick him up. Like the wife is anointed to pick him up. 
That's so good. That's why it's so under, it's so important to understand yeah. what our roles are in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking mm-hmm. to I'm talking to kingdom people today. It's, that's right. It's, that's why that's why a man should understand that he's a pastor. Yes. We're all shepherds. A man is a pastor, bro. And, so and, and who's the congregation? Your congregation is your family of four, your family of one, your family of two, your family of six, Come your on. family of 10. However many you got in that household, you are the anointed one to be the pastor and the shepherd over that house. Raise an offering in the house. Get mm. them to donate to your ministry. Whatever you got to do, but you are the yeah. pastor yeah. of that house. That is the original church. That's the original model. When when God told Adam and Eve, go recreate, procreate yourself, enlarge mm. yourself. It was yeah. to raise up godly seed to overtake the earth and and take dominion. Wow, wow. So I told you it's gonna take me a minute to slice that loaf of bread, baby. <laughs> And you sliced it very well, my friend. You sliced it very well. And, and that carries me over because I want you to dig dig a little deeper here. We got a couple minutes left and and dig a little deeper here because I'm hearing what you're saying right now. My I mean, I got I got bombs going off in my head. We could go a million different directions, but I I think you're gonna hammer this home when I ask you this. But you know, that the next question I want to get into, how can we turn the tide? on things in America. And I think you've answered it and I'll let you expound on this more, but like this prophet priest and King, it seems to me too, with what you are describing is the source that God wants to use to turn the tide in our nation. We they're coming, you know, we, we, you know, we don't hold back on this show. The enemy is coming after our children there's an LGBTQ yeah. agenda out there that they, they're telling us we're coming after the family unit. We're coming after your kids. Uh, you know, we've got Target, Disney. We've got all this chaos going on in our country yeah. and we've got to turn the tide on this thing. But it, I believe it to be true, man. It's going to take the prophet, priest and king to make that happen. Expound on that a little bit, Pastor Jamie. Absolutely. Well, you, you remember... Maybe, I don't know, you may have to slip out and be on back on the road, but I preached a message at King's Table called Pick a Side. Yeah, I and, was listening I, to it this morning, brother. <laughs> yeah, okay, pick, pick a side. And a lot of people don't like that kind of language because that language almost portrays that we've got to be fighting with each other. Yeah. But, but there's a greater picture here that we Absolutely. always have to be reminded as people of God, that there's always only been and always only will be one battle. Mm. Paul says in Ephesians, we fret, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, which is people. We, mm. I'm not here to fight anybody right. in the right. flesh, right? but we fight against and we wrestle against principalities, principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. That is evil. That's, right. If you if you do your depth study on that, that is a stronghold of evil. Mm. So we have this battle of good versus evil. That if you if you understand that when when Lucifer said this, he says, "I will ascend and be like the Most High." In other words, my agenda has just become to take over the position of God, the Creator. Mm. In other words, I want what He's getting. I want that worship. I want that praise. I want that adoration. I want his, I want his seat. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then he uses our problems, our failures, our shortcomings. He uses those that he can wreck and wreak the minds of by sin to build the staircase to take the seat of authority. Wow. Okay. Mm. So for instance, where you are in ministry, where you see every day the 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 struggles and your calling, the how the calling of your family. Let me just say it like that. Yeah. And the devastation of addiction and the fight of addiction and and knowing in your heart of hearts that there's a king in that boy and there's a mm. queen in that girl. And, right. and but the enemy would so set his agenda to tear and destroy that boy down, that girl down, and place no part, no pun intended, but place a target on their back. Right. And mm. say, I'm going to use them and their mm. failure to create the staircase for my position of authority. Wow. Well, you know, and I know he mm. ain't getting it. Come on. He don't get the, the seat of authority. That's he, right. And the reason it's so aggressive right now, Caleb, the reason mm. is it just seems like all hell is broken loose and we got all these agendas in our culture and literally around the world mm. is because the enemy knows enough of his future. Yeah. To know his time is almost done in this thing and he's going to be cast into right. the fire. Okay. Yeah. But he's going to, He's going to, he's like, he's like a pyramid, pyramid salesman. He's going to try to sell as many as he can yeah, or vacuum right. cleaner salesman. I got to, man, I got to, I got to reach quota. Dude, yeah. I got to, I got to get as many vacuum cleaners sold as I can. And oh, I got to get as many cars sold so that I can get that bonus. That's his move in the culture right now. I got to take out as many as I can. I got to confuse as many as I can because my time is short and I got to, I'm building hell as much as we're building heaven. Yeah. He's building hell. Right. 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 And so that's why you and I and other men, other leaders, and really those in the kingdom feel, well, I shouldn't say they all feel it because there's yeah. so many churches that have embraced this woke culture. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. But we're, we're pushed right now. Jude said it like this. And here, here we, we love to preach victory we love to preach but we don't like to preach the work toward the victory oh, my God. that's good that's good we like to preach the victory that we're going to obtain but we don't like to preach the process that it's going to take to get to the victory so jude said snatch them which is a word of effort mm. even snatch even those from the fire mm-hmm that 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 in itself tells me and you that you, we got some we got some work to do. Absolutely, we can't just sit idly by as the prophet sat on the bank watching Elisha perform his first miracle. Yeah, we're we we as men of God, people of God, prophets of God, whatever, can't idly sit by and go, well, it's bad over there. Hmm. But thank God we thank God we escaped. Thank God we don't have to do nothing. Thank God we're on our way to heaven. Wow, I told somebody yeah, yeah. the other day, don't celebrate your salvation mm, it's good. too long. Wow. Don't celebrate your salvation too long because salvation is simply the entryway to the ultimate calling of God on your life. 
Salvation right. just gets you in the door. That's it. That's then it. there's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Then there's Come encounter on. of fire. Then yeah. there's miracle signs and wonders he works through you. Then yeah. there's this manifestation of what he wants to do in you. Then there's seed, time, and harvest. And then there's how many you bring? God's going to say, well, who you got with you? Come on. Who'd you, who'd you bring with you? <laughs> Why are you good, standing man. here by yourself? Wow. Where's, what did you do with what I gave you? Yeah. And a lot right. of people yeah. go, Moses had a rod. Okay. And, and you hear people, what, what, and I'm preaching a lot of stuff here, dude, but <laughs> when we stand before God, I believe he's going to ask this question. What did you do with what I gave you? And to me, for me right now, it has to do with time. Yeah, yeah. What did you do with the time I gave you on the earth? Not the gift. What did you yeah. do with the time? Wow. Where's all the souls? Where's all mm. the deliverances? And so to get, uh, I hope I'm answering your question. But yeah, yeah, you we, are. We come to this place where every day we're driven to pour into a now generation and catch them before they're caught otherwise. Yeah. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and God always wants to build the army, build yes. the army. And yeah. we have to we have to stand on soapboxes. We have to go support the movies. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm yeah. going today yeah. to watch that. that uh, Sound, of, Sound freedom. of Freedom. Yeah. I'm going Come today. On. I'm going to support that because if we continue to turn our ear, our nose, our eyes, and our mm -hmm. hearts away from what's going on, God's going to say, mm -hmm. what, what was your voice? Yeah. When when yep. the hell when the devil was building his staircase to authority, what what was your voice? Where was your sound? What alarm were you ringing? Were wow. you just were you just throwing balloons up in the air talking about two or three people, guys? And I'm here to celebrate salvation. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the assignment is to empty hell. That's the assignment. Yeah. Destroy yeah. the works of the devil. That's yeah. why Jesus said, "I can't. I came to destroy the works of the devil." Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. That's it. That's the assignment. That's it. That's it. What what a word, man. And uh, you, you answered the question perfectly, my brother. And, and, and what I'm hearing in this, too, is, man, uh, we have gotten to a place in the American church, too, where we just we got into church machinery. We've gotten into get them in, get them out. Let's do as many services as we can. That's why we got more butts. I hear my mentor talk about this all the time, uh, uh, Bishop uh, Apostle Ron Carpenter, who you know very well, but we've got more butts in the seats in American churches than ever before. We got mega churches all over the place and our, and our society is in a downward spiral. Um, why? Because we have made a machine out of ministry. We want to get you a card, get you signed up that you said you got saved so we can count the numbers. We'll so get we you baptized and a yeah. t-shirt and, and nobody's stepping into the anointing power calling and all these things that you're talking about right now. And that's the answer, folks. We're talking what's going to shift America and our country, our society and our culture is Holy Ghost filled, empowered people, a kingdom people that will step up and say enough is enough. We are going to honor God with our words and not only our words, but our lifestyles. And we're going to walk in the empowerment of the Holy Ghost and accomplish our assignment. Salvation is the beginning, folks. Salvation is just the start of what God wants to do Come in on. your life. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Good. But what are you going to do with it? Who are you bringing with you? What is your voice speaking? What are you doing with your time? 
And are you becoming the person that God had predestined and preordained for you to be, which is to be conformed Jesus. to the image of Christ, for you to walk on. as he did, for you to heal the sick, for you to, for you to, uh, you know, walk in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and signs, miracles and wonders. And man, praise God. You're getting me excited, dude. I need to calm down myself. But uh, gosh, this well, is so good, man. Well, let me say just a couple more things, man. And then you yeah. just tell me. Bro, hush! I gotta close up. You, whenever you get to that point, you just yeah. say that. But, we but got I, we got about five minutes, so we're going. Let, we're let me reiterate. Let me reiterate a couple of things. Yeah. At, there was a place at some point where the church made a decision, mm. as you just said, about putting butts in seats, and that's the accomplishment. Yeah. And then, if that's simply your agenda. Mm then it opens up the door to approve or to agree with everything that I was raised is wrong has all of a sudden become right. And I'm not talking about just people come to church and I'm going to get very, uh, almost, uh, some, some people go, well, you sure are legal, legalistic. And I'm, and I'm going to go, and I'm, here's how I'm going to ask it. Show me where God changed his mind about what he hated. Come on, man. Come on. Show, show me where he changed his mind. Mm. about the 10 commandments show yeah. me where he changed his mind about certain things because now the church endorses alcohol the church endorses weed the church mm. endorses the church endorses swinging mm. uh, somebody said well what's swinging i heard a country song about well the swinging <laughs> now swinging now bro is where where you can sleep with another couple yeah it's crazy and, and the wife sleep with that husband that man and and then they be in church on Sunday morning, see each other across the room and wave at each other. And, 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 uh, and right. we think God's going to bless that, you know, yeah. and I, I always ask the, the church the question, where did, tell, show me where God changed his mind. Show That's me, it. show me where everything becomes okay. And there's, there's no conviction. Yeah. We have no conviction. We've learned so much. We've got so smart, so overly educated mm. that we can't even take the practicality of the word, man. Yeah, and go. Yeah. God, God don't like that. God hates that. God, mm -hmm. and, and and we've oversaturated and put too much caramel yeah. on grace, and yeah. we've we, we've completely sweetened grace where God approves everything, yeah. and it's got it's got it's stricken the home mm. out of away from breakthrough. Right, right. And and so very quickly, very quickly, quick testimony. I had a young man in my office that came in my office for for a counseling session. He's he was stuck on pills hmm. and, he, and he, he was attending the church and he, he set up a meeting, said, man, I, I need some help. He says, yeah. I struggle with alcohol and I'm on some pills. And, hmm. and I said, well, but, well, 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 man, I can get you some help and I can be helpful and we'll do all of that. You know, we started this thing. He says, well, I really think I can get free. He says, but here's where I'm struggling. Hmm. He said in this, in this community and some of the communities in the Tennessee Valley, I'm seeing church people at the bar. Mm. He said, I'm, I'm seeing different churches represented people. I went to school with that have been church people all my life. And I'm seeing them now drinking alcohol and social drinking. And, and he says, bro, I'm trying to be delivered. Wow. He said, where all of a sudden, did, and this is a guy. This is this is not me preaching right now. This yeah, is yeah, a yeah. testimony of a young right. man who says, "Can you help me understand why?" Yeah, 
everything that I want to be delivered from. It's a man, it breaks my heart. Everything I want to be set free from. Can you tell me why all of a sudden it's okay Hmm. for church people? Wow. And man, it hit me in the face. Yeah. It hit me in the face. And I told the Lord, because every pastor's dealt with this. Every pastor has had to deal with this in the local church. Yeah. Because it, it is a it is a lack of conviction swarm to convince people, you know what, we're cool now. This is cool. <laughs> we can do this. And we're relevant. Yeah. We yeah. be relevant. <laughs> yeah, we're relevant now. <laughs> Crazy. And I promised the Lord that day, because I and I worked with him a while, but I promised the Lord that day, I will not stop preaching against what you hate. Yeah. Yeah. People struggle. It's not about people struggling. It's yeah. about people who know better yeah. trying to be cool wow. and, and push God to the edge. So hmm. uh, I I believe in uh and you and I are kind of from the same cloth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I'm not religious. I, I hate religion. I'm purely relational. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not pharisaical. My statements today are not pharisaical. This is, this right, is not right. judgmental, but it is coming from a man who, who has been around a while. I've been around mm-hmm. the world several times. I, I've seen hard stuff. I've, I've, but if we don't come back to a place of prayer in America, if we don't, if we don't get back on our knees in America, mm, mm, if we mm. don't, if we don't understand this, this call to pursuing God and mm. chasing fire instead of flowers, if we don't bring wow. ourselves to a point, there's going to be a lot of surprised people at the end. Billy Graham used to say it like this. There'll be more people in hell than people realize right. just because they thought they were right when actually they were wrong. Mm, 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 mm. Man, I want to be right, bro. I want to yeah. be right. Yeah, absolutely. And and Jamie, that you know, I'm gonna go over this real quick because you we went into a, the next question too about what what do we need? What are we doing good in the kingdom? Where do we need to shift some things? And man, I just I hear your heart on this. I love it, and I'm in a complete agreement. Let me say this real quick because this is a problem in the church. Preaching holiness and righteousness is not legalism. So many people have turned, if you want to preach righteousness, if you want to preach, first John puts it like this, and this is the CMV version, the Caleb McCall version, but but on, he says, don't get it twisted. Those who practice righteousness are righteous. You're yeah. righteous because of your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, yeah. but the way that you live your life proves and shows whether that faith that you say you have is real or not, and holiness and righteousness is not legalism. And we as men of God, we as, you know, king's table men, uh, prophet, priest, and king men, we have got to, what's going to shift the tide in America? What is the, the the good thing that the church is doing? It's when men of God step up and be men of God and say, enough is enough. We draw a yep. line in the sand. Yep. We draw a line in the sand. We pick a side that says, man, I'm going to stand up for God. I'm going to preach against the things that he hates. I'm going to uh, I am going to preach for the things that he loves and mm. I am going to stand up for the word of God because God hasn't changed his mind. God hasn't stopped being God. 
He hadn't fallen off his throne and he hasn't changed his principles and his values. He is the most principled being in the universe. His values and his principles and his character, his integrity has never shifted or changed an inch. And man, that that's what's going to what's going to turn this thing around and that's what we as the church have to step up and Love have that, to man. do, man. Have to do, man. Uh, uh Pastor Jamie, I I give you I want to give you a minute or two on this last thing and then I want you to you know, I'm going to want you to give a plug on your book, man. And uh, we'll, we'll wrap this thing up, but let's do this in just a couple minutes, you know, two, two, three minutes, but we've touched on it too. I think you you've hit so many great points today, man, but what is the message for the kingdom of God in this hour? And what is it that we as kingdom people need to know, hear, and understand? Okay. First, first of all, we're in the greatest season and the greatest time ever it's ever been wow. right now on mm-hmm. this day. If you're breathing God's oxygen, you are living in the greatest time of the church. Okay. Wow. That doesn't mean it's perfect, but we're living in the great season where, where, and he, I, I believe that the hearts of men and women and children are veering in the right direction as the as the more we get. I mean, Jesus said it like this: the, the more you see all of this foolishness going on, look up your redemption draws nigh. It, that means right. that means his his return is closer, even ninety, even at the door. So I believe we're at the we're in a great season. Hmm. I'll also say it like this: we're in the great commission season. We're in Matthew twenty eight. Yeah, and God never changed. He never changed his mind about the go. Yeah. Okay. The mandate. The mandate. He, he, Jesus said it like this, go ye into all the world. Okay. He has never pulled back on this idea of going. Right. You know, I told my church last Wednesday night, believers assume sinners are coming to the church, but that was not the way Jesus described that. That's not the instruction. Right. Right. We can sit in the church all day long and nobody show up. We can sit yeah. in the church for a year and nobody right. show up. Right. That's not already there. God doesn't change his mind about the go. So the kingdom, the kingdom right now to me is about the go. Yeah. Not the stay. You got to get outside of the box. You can't put God in a box. You got to let it yeah. be radical. Yeah. You got to let it be redeeming. Yeah. You, you can't be intimidated by what, uh, what the world is saying. I, I picked my daughter up at the airport yesterday and I walked by this woman and her, her sweatshirt said, you never think she looked like she'd be a English teacher. She had a shirt on and it said, see you in hell. I looked at her and I said, that's an interesting shirt. Hmm. She said, yeah, I'll see you there. I said, are you going to hell? She says, yeah, I plan on it. She says, I'll see you there. I said, no, ma'am. This brother right here ain't going to hell. Yeah. And I took I took just a moment. I took just a moment. Mm. And let me tell you this, friend. It only takes just a moment. You yeah. don't have to know the you don't have to know the scriptures from the front to the back. It's helpful. Yeah. It's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. But your yeah. testimony is the greatest preaching you can ever do. And right. right now's the time for it. Right now's the time. Yeah. Yeah. The word for the kingdom is God hasn't changed his mind about the go. 
Come on. Let's do this thing, man. Let's, Let's do go. This. Let's do it. Heart Come for on. ready. Come on, man. Come on. Powerful, powerful. The mandate, the commission has not changed. The word for the kingdom in this hour is go into all the nations and uh, and and preach the gospel, That's baptize right. in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and get people <laughs> saved. Come on, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Pastor Jamie, I, I, man, we could go. And man, I think I'm going to have to have you back on. Me and you could have went for hours, man. We'll have to have you back on uh, before the year is up. And man, just talk some more about the kingdom, Let's what's going it, on. And and uh, we'll get back on before King's Table, man, and talk about all those things and what God is doing. Uh, Pastor Jamie, you have written a book called Power Up. And yep. uh, it's about the activation uh, for the individual. Um, I think you've got a copy with you. Wave it out. I do. I do. Let me just say this. Listeners today. It's called Power Up. I think you can see it. I don't yeah, know. It might be, it it. Might be yeah. backwards. Yeah, no, but, you can see uh, it. You can actually get it on Amazon or you can get it through jamietuttle.org. jamietuttle.org. It's called Power Up, Activating the Purpose of God in Your Life. I do a yeah. lot on prayer in this yeah. little book. It's not a big book. It's only a little over a hundred pages. Uh, yeah. You can get it at Amazon or you, my website, jamietuttle.org. Also, Pastor, if I could just pitch yes, next yeah. year's King's Table Conference. Absolutely. Next year's King's Table Conference is May 16, 17, and 18 here in Cleveland, Tennessee. I've already got Rod Parsley coming, uh, Miles Rutherford coming, myself, mm -hmm. and, and we're still working on others that are going to be here, but man, it, it's going to be crazy. Come on, come we're on, gonna man. <laughs> we're going to have some church. I will be there. Our church men will be there. Our uh, men's recovery center, BTB will be there, man. And we're, we are so excited. I'm telling you right now, if you're a man listening to this show today, make plans. You have time right now to carve out time in your schedule. Take off May 16, 17, 18. That's right. 16, 17, 18. 2024 get to king's table conference be empowered and and let's get together worship and lift up king jesus and we're going to be empowered and we're going to leave that place on fire and the better for it pastor jamie thank you so much my friend for coming on bless you brother you have been an incredible it's been an incredible incredible show today and my pleasure and, brother oh man it was it was incredible we're gonna have you back on Y'all can connect with Pastor Jamie on Facebook, Instagram, Dwelling Place Church International. There with Pastor Judy Jacobs, his wife and his children there as well. Get to King's Table. We love you guys here on Kingdom Conversation Podcast. Until the next time, we'll see you later. Be blessed.